You are listening to episode 105 of the Live Free Podcast. Welcome to the Live Free Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Quinn, and I am a mom on a mission to help you launch, grow, and scale a profitable freelance business from home. Join me each week for tangible business advice, along with inspiring interviews, all designed to help you mom strong, work smart, and live free. If you are loving this podcast, finding yourself motivated or inspired, learning something new, or just a fan of the show, do me a favor and help me spread the message. Screenshot the episode, add it to your Insta stories, and tag me at Michaela.Quinn. Every share helps me reach more and more moms, and I may just share your share and feature you in my Insta stories too, because together we can take over the world. All right, mama, it's time. Grab your coffee, water, or wine because we are starting. Hey, friends. Happy Wednesday. I am so excited to bring you another student success story from one of the women who have signed up for my program, Overwhelmed to Overbooked. Now, I'm really excited for this day because I know right now things can seem very uncertain and there's lots of fear and unknown that we are all coping with right now. And I hope this episode is able to give you some sort of hope. Hope that, you know, you can do this. You can build a freelance business, a business that is going to work for you and work for you and your family, no matter what life throws at you. And also that it's possible. And if I'm being honest, a lot of people haven't started their business because they are scared what being self-employed looks like or what being a freelancer looks like and and if they could do it. And there's so many reasons. And if you you have those hesitations, you have some fear that is holding you back, I want you to try to figure out what what is it and then bring it to the Facebook group and share with us in there, michaelaquin.com forward slash community, or you can search on Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind and come share in that group and post what your fear is. Ask for insight, ask for feedback. And myself and the other women in that community who are freelancing and you know business owners can help you see that that fear is not a means to prevent you from doing this or to control your life. Because I know things can be scary especially right now when it comes to income and the stability of our corporate jobs and that being a guarantee for us. So I don't want to give the impression that, oh yeah, everyone in the freelance industry is breathing easy and resting assured that they're fine. That's that's absolutely not the case. There's concern and worry for all of us. But the thing about freelancing that is different from traditional employment is that you have multiple clients. You have multiple people paying you an income. So if one client has to stop your services due to coronavirus and income loss on their end, it's nothing to do with you. That's just one client, one source of income. And that, you know, package, depending on the client could be $300, $500, $1,000, $1,500. But the point is you have others. So instead of going from whatever your stable, cushy corporate salary is, 
you just lose that one portion and you have the rest of your clients, the rest of those retainer clients and that income coming in. And that one client that is lost can very much easily be replaced and found in other places. And, you know, the online business world is going to continue to thrive and going to continue to grow. And more people, because of the uncertainty that the coronavirus is bringing us, more people are going, especially brick and mortar businesses, are going to be thinking, how can I be resilient? How can I take some of my business and take it online and still generate an income so that I can pay my family, pay my bills, and pay as many of my employees as I can? And those people especially those local businesses that are looking to go online are going to need our help. And as the online businesses boom, especially those that are serving moms, families, kids, anything to bring entertainment or provide resources for those of us who are on quarantine at home, those businesses will thrive. And as those businesses will continue to thrive, they are going to continue to hire freelancers too. So I just wanted to share that before we dive into this episode, because if you are having that uncertainty, I want you to listen to Christina's story, what she's been able to build, how she's been able to build it, and and how short of a time she was able to build it and what it has provided for her and her family in just such a short time. Now, this episode was recorded back in February before coronavirus really became an issue here in the States in a major way. And since then, we decided here at HQMQ to open up our doors to overwhelmed to overbooked. It used to be open and closed cart format, but we decided right now, you know, we don't have all of the solutions to all the problems going out there. But for those women, those families that are looking to either supplement their income right now, replace a lost income, add back a second income, or, you know, just supplement to pay off debt or whatever it is, we wanted to be able to open the doors to our program and allow as many women as possible to come in and take advantage. And this program, this is the most hands-on way that I can help you. Now, it is not a prerequisite at all to freelance. So if there is absolutely no way you are able to join us, that's not the only way you can start freelancing. You can take all of the tips and strategies that we share on this podcast and put them into action and, and start your business that way. To check out all the details of the program, you can go to MichaelaQuinn.com forward slash overbooked and and join us. Now, I'm excited to dive in to this episode with Christina. Christina started her business when she found out she was pregnant with her second child and she just knew she had to make a change. And she made changes and she's going to share, you know, more about why she got started, how she got started, what her business looks like and how she, you know, was able to get that up and running before having her second baby and what it, what it looks like now. So when she is not working, you can find her in Chicago with her husband and two daughters having impromptu kitchen dance parties 
walking their dog and ordering takeout from the hundreds of great restaurants in their neighborhood. She is the owner of CS Driven, where she helps creative entrepreneurs put process behind their ideas. And without further ado, let's go meet Christina. Christina, welcome to the Live Free Podcast. Hi, how are you? I am so good. I've got a little baby belly in my lap who is trying to stuff his face with Cheez-Its. So if you guys hear snack packets crinkling, that's just Thomas. (laughs) But yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm ready to share all my knowledge if I can. <laughs> yes, I'm so pumped for it. Well, before we we dive in to the nitty gritty of how you've built your business and what it looks like and your wisdom that you have to share with other women who are wanting to do this, I'd love if you could just kind of start by introducing yourself to everyone. Sure. I'm Christina. I live in Chicago. Um, I have a husband and two little girls. They are three and a half and 10 months. So we are busy as all of you know. Yeah. And I started my business just about a year ago now. So we're hit almost at that year mark. It's exciting. So one year in, that's pretty amazing. Just about congratulations. Thank you so much. So what, what did you do before you started your business? So my background, I went to college and got my degree in psychology. And then after that, I um, went to school for physical therapy. So totally different than (laughs) what I'm doing now. And then I was working in an outpatient clinic for about eight years. And in my last full-time role, I was the operations director of the clinic. So I was like treating half the time and doing like back-end stuff half the time. So that's what initially kind of like sparked my interest in this kind of thing. But around that time, it was like the end of 2018, and I was pregnant with my second child. And I just knew that our current life flow of divide and conquer was not going to work anymore. So my husband was always like getting up with our first daughter and doing all the morning routine while I was I went to work super early. And then we kind of reversed it on the way home. So I'd pick her up from the nanny chair and get everything going for dinner. And I was just like, this logistically is not going to work with two children. Like, I love my husband, but he would not be able to handle that. (laughs) And I also was really feeling that thing of, I miss having breakfast with my kid. Like, as all of you know, like, kids are only happy for like one hour in the morning. (laughs) The rest of the day is like crab central. Like, by the time I picked her up at four o'clock, it was like just crabbiness until we went to bed. <laughs> Seriously. That is, that is so true. Like, especially with McLaren now, I'll drop her off at school. She's great when she first wakes up. Then when it comes time to like get in the car and we have really, really slow mornings when it comes time to get in the car, she's like, meh, meh, meh. and then she's amazing all day at school, apparently for her teachers. The second I walk, Thomas agrees. The second I walk like in the door and we're leaving the classroom, meltdown always like nine out of 10 times meltdown. I don't know what it is. I know it's crazy. Yeah. So that was like what initially inspired me is I'm like, I spent three years missing that great time, that magic in the morning. And I'm like, I'm not doing that with the second kid. So I kind of knew that I needed a change, but I didn't know what that really looked like. And so I hired a life coach in like December 
and started working with her on what my life could look like. And in that research, I found her course. So it was like some random article that talked about virtual assisting and then had a little tagline to your course. So that's how I found it. And it's funny, like when I first started working with the life coach, I was like, well, I'm not going to start a business or anything. Like, why would I do that? (laughs) I was like, so against that. So I I laugh about it now because I'm like, no, I'm a year in and I'm like, it's not so bad. (laughs) Yeah. So I started the course in like January of last year and I was still working at my job. And then I put in my notice so that March 1st of last year would be my last day. And that was like a month and a half before I was due with my second kid. So I wanted to have a little bit of time to hang out before the next one came. And that was like my get all my stuff together for the business time. At that point too, like the job, physical therapy is a very physically demanding job and being eight months pregnant was not really like working for that anymore. So especially with the second one, as you know. So did you, you technically quit your job before your business had really flourished, right? Yes, I did. So I quit and then I spent, I I had a few goals before my child was born. And so one of them being finish the course, one of them being get one paying client just to like get my feet wet. And I knew that the things that were going to take a lot of mental energy for me, I should do before I have a newborn. (laughs) So I was like, get this all set up and then have a little maternity leave. Like I took like a month and a half or two months off and then started up again in like June of last year. So I love that you said you're like eight months pregnant and most people in that position are like, oh, I'll start once I'm done being pregnant because like we just think things will be easier when we're not pregnant. But at the end of pregnancy comes another human and it's actually a lot harder. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I definitely, I had a really, really hard first baby. She was like, that's why it took me two, three years to have another one. And I was just like, I know that I need to be mentally sharp while I'm doing things while I'm setting this up. So that's why I tried to get that stuff done before the next one was here. So Hey there, real quick interruption from me, Michaela Quinn. Anyways, I wanted to make sure that you knew that we just added a 12-month payment plan to our program, the Live Free Academy. You can enroll and get started today for just $147. If you go to go.michaelaquinn.com or just head to the show notes on this episode, we've got it linked there as well. You can read all the details and click one of the buttons to go enroll. And on there, you'll see the 12-month payment plan option. When you choose the 12-month payment plan option, you get the entire course the second you enroll. We don't hold anything back because you're on a payment plan. You'll get access to the how to build your business from start to finish course, skills training, the job leads board, the coaching calls, the student community Facebook group, and everything else that is a part of the Live Free Academy program so that you can get started freelancing and land your first client in 30 days, 60 days, however long it takes you to go through the course and then start implementing. Again, you can see all the details at go.michaelaquinn.com forward slash academy, or 
head to the show notes and click the link there. All right, back to the show. And did you reach your goal of landing your first paying client before your daughter was born? I did. I had a client that I just did some like project stuff for her and which was perfect because I didn't want it to really be a long-term thing because I was like, I'm going to now be gone for two months. But yeah, it was perfect. I did some project stuff for her before and it was really like she was at a point in her business where that's really all she needed. So Mm -hmm. it was great. You got paid, you got some experience, you got a testimonial, got to take a break to welcome baby number two into your family. And then you dove back in in June. So before we kind of get to diving back into June and what that looked like, I'd love if you could take us back a little and explain more. You said in the beginning how at the physical therapy office, you were in that operations role. And you were like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. That's why I was interested into this freelance space. So many people downplay what they currently do and how that would naturally translate into the freelance industry. I don't know if that question really makes sense, but I'm, I like to hear how people go through that process of like translating, oh, I do this in my day job. Because when you think of a physical therapy office, it doesn't seem like physical therapy translates to freelancing at all. And I get that. You have no idea how many times I get an email from someone that's like, oh, I do blah, blah, blah. How in the, like, there's no way this translates to the freelance space. And it always does. And so I just love hearing that. Yeah. So I think one of the things that it boiled down to was like, I thought about what I liked about, especially the treating part of physical therapy and it boiled down to helping people. That's what PT is. And so I'm like, if I can get that in a freelance business, then I'll be great. I'll be good to go. And one of the things that the life coach had me do initially was to send out an email to former coworkers, like current coworkers that knew what I was doing and like people, close people in my life and ask them what they thought my skills were and like what my characteristics were. And that was super helpful, like getting outside validation of, yes, you are super organized. You are, you stay on top of things. Like you follow up, you follow through, you do all these things. You're good at managing people. That kind of helped me be like, okay, like these skills will translate because it's really about your personality characteristics, not so much your like tangible skills. Like you can learn anything. It's your personality characteristics that are going to drive your business. Can you explain like, I mean, I know how those, those characteristics and being organized and like the management side, I know how that translates into the freelance world, but could you explain like, what did that look like? Okay. So you're organized as like a personality trait. What does that look like in the freelance space when you're utilizing that organizational skill set and talent for others? Yeah. So I... Using that kind of mindset and that kind of, like, I enjoy process. I enjoy writing things down so that the next time somebody else doesn't have to figure it out. Like, all of those are skills of basically an OBM or a project manager or team manager. So that somebody who is really creative and really, like, visionary probably doesn't have the skills to then put the process behind their business that need that it needs to kind of keep going. The things that I do like organization efficiency, writing things down, like 
project management, making sure things are happening, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that for somebody else and take those things off their plate. I mean, it sounds like you guys had a process down to when you were just a family of three and doing your morning and like the whole school drop off and like you came home and started dinner. That is amazing. That really truly is a talent that comes easy for you, but not other people like me specifically. I'm somewhat organized, but it is not something I love. Like I am not a process person. I'm very much a like, what do I want to do? What sounds good? And we need people like me need people like you. Otherwise things don't get done. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part is realizing that just because it's easy for you doesn't mean it's easy for someone else. But I realized that like when I was so scared to start a business, it's because I don't have that visionary component. I'm like, I don't know what this is going to look like. That scares me. But it's like someone else is great at that, but might not have the process stuff in the background. So absolutely. So what did you picture your business would look like? Like when you were like, okay, fine, I'll give this a try. Cause at first you were like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing a business. Nah, that's not for me. <laughs> what, like, what was you like in your mind? What did that look like? And then I'd be curious to see what, like, what does it actually look like now? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, in the beginning, I like didn't picture much. I was like, well, I don't know about this, but I was also at a point where it was kind of a, I need to change. So I might as well try this because I'm like, what if I fail? But what if I succeed? What if it's exactly what I need and exactly what works for our family? So I'm, I'm very much a like put my head down and do it. And if it's not working, then do something else. But I was like, I might as well try it and see what happens. And so in the beginning, I, I was like, maybe I'll just start out with kind of like virtual assistant stuff, but more towards the organizational like side of things. So like people who need like email management and like writing processes down or things like that. That's, how, that's where I started looking for clients. And what it's really grown into is working with creative visionaries. So all of my clients have this common thread of they're all creative people. They're all like that kind of type of person, but they all have that blind spot of they don't necessarily know how to implement it, or they don't necessarily know how to put that process behind it to really make it come to reality. Or even just having the, the time or the follow through to implement and like follow that process. Yeah. Cause not only is there like creating the process, there's actually following and implementing it month to month to month. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, that's where like the project management side of it comes in is I really try to, with my clients, listen to them and really talk about what should be a priority and then take those top priorities get them implemented and then come back and say, okay, we're going on those three things. Now, what about this other thing that we talked about? How can we fit that into the year or the month or whatever? Yeah. So I'm interested. You kind of mentioned that you've had, you had these skills that are just kind of part of your personality that also tied into your previous background in working in the PT office. But I'm curious, this is actually a question I just posted in the Facebook group, like, hey guys, getting ready to do another OTO success story episode. What are some questions you wish I would ask in these? And one 
person wrote in and wanted to know what did starting your business, what did it teach you about yourself? Did you learn that you have any skills or talents that like originally you didn't think you were capable of, or like, did you learn anything about yourself? I think ultimately she put in there, she is very, very much introverted. And so she was kind of just wondering about how that kind of fits in. Yeah. I think that I definitely learned a lot about my grit for things. I'm always a goal chaser in general, but when it really comes down to it, it's like sometimes we have fear that is like stopping us from moving forward. And I think I learned that like when it comes down to it, the fear is not going to stop me. I'm just going to do it and whatever happens, happens. And I like to always play this like little game with myself. Like what's the worst thing that could happen in this situation? And like, if the worst thing is like someone saying no or someone not responding, like great, they're probably not a fit. So just get out there and do it. Move forward. I feel like that's easier said than done though, because like I say the exact same thing, like just do it. But is that part of your like natural personality to have that mindset around just do it, just do it? Or was that something that you gained from working with like the life coach? I think it was both. Like, I think that I do have a goal setting personality, but I think working with the life coach definitely helped me work through some of those blocks. And, you know, I've definitely had times in my business. I remember in the fall where it was literally, I was doing, I was like putting out a ton of stuff, trying to get clients. And it was like, no, after no, after no, after no. And in that moment was like, okay, this is not working. I was getting really down and really like, okay, is this actually going to happen or not? So I kind of reorganized what I was looking for. So I was like, you know what? I really want to go after those OBM clients, but maybe that's not in the cards for right this second. So I went after somebody who just needed like email organization. And I was just like, this is going to be work from, it's going to be money coming in. It's going to be work for me. Like, daily that I can do and just do it that way. And she ended up being this amazing client who has a course that's just sitting on her website doing nothing. So now since then I've pitched her for, okay, let's get this course up and running. Let's figure out what we need to do to get it making money again, because you're, you have to do no work for it. Like, let's get it out there. So I think too, it's like, if something, if something is not working one way, reframing what you're looking for in that moment sometimes can help because sometimes it's just good to have like daily work to do. Even if it's not at the like really high rate that you want to be charging or whatever it is, it's good to just do that stuff. So walk us through now, baby girl was born. You got through those first kind of initial two months with having two children through the early, early newborn stages and coming back and diving back into your business because you're first paying client was just project-based work. So what, what was it like diving back in in June? Did you start like trying to go for OBM clients right away? Or did you start more like virtual assistant? I think I, no, at that point, I still was doing that virtual assistant with the more organizational side. And since I did have a job that technically was like operations, I 
could start charging a little bit more, I think, than like a straight out of the gates virtual assistant. But I was looking for clients that needed accountability or organization or that kind of stuff, but not like a high level of it. So my first couple of clients were like, one, I have a, a video production company and they needed social media, but I was like, I do not want to do social media. But I really, I talked to them and I figured out that it's, they don't need somebody to create their social media. They need accountability behind posting when they want to post. So it's literally for me, it turned into like an accountability job where I am like, Hey guys, okay, it's time to post again. And they give me the content, they give everything to me and I actually do it for them. But it's still around that theme of what I initially wanted to do. So how long did it take you to land clients when you were like, okay, now I'm ready? And what like what did that process look like since you had most of the like foundation stuff done before your daughter was born? What did it look like as far as how long did it take? And what were the things that you found the most valuable to land those clients? So I'm going to start with what was most valuable because I feel like that's easier than the timeline of things. But I think like four of my clients have come from like friends and family networking, like who do you know, referrals from other people and just being like, I'm doing this now. So I think that's really important. And I feel like that's really scary, but (laughs) it's really super important because you just find out so many people in your life that have businesses that you didn't even know about. And then a lot of Facebook networking, definitely following what you say in the course of like spending 30 minutes every day, like figuring out where your people hang out and just applying to the job leads boards. Like my clients, some of my clients have come from there. So in the beginning, I think I had, like I signed my first client in June and then I signed another one in July who ended up not being a fit. Like I worked for her for like a month and a half maybe. And it just was not a fit personality wise. And so that was the hard pill to swallow. Like my second client is like not working out. Oh my God. But I was just like, you know, I got to make space for those who are going to be a fit. So then August was that slow time where I had so many no's that August was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? And my infant was like, then in the not sleeping phase. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this situation. But then the fall was when really things like picked up. And and I don't know if it was necessarily like a, oh my God, I was doing anything differently. I think it was just being consistent with what I was doing, like finally kind of paid off and taking those like even in-person coffee chats of like, what are you doing? And like just having face-to-face connection with people. That's how I ended up signing the production company. And yeah, just being really consistent about what you were doing each day and, and knowing that it is going to pay off. You just got to believe that it will. (laughs) How in the world did you keep going after like a month of no's? Because that's not, I mean, that's not unheard of to have you start and then to get to hear no's. Like I had six to seven months of no's before I officially landed my first client when I was doing this all on my own back in 2016. And I kept going. And I think that's something 
you know, a lot of times we talk about, oh, I landed my first client or I landed this client. And we focus mostly on highlighting like those big wins, especially, you know, in a marketing perspective, I, I like I'm here, I want more people to join. So it's just natural that we talk about those wins. But I think also talking about the hard moments, it's really good to help set those expectations, but also show people that it is a hundred percent normal and typical to experience no's and be told no's. And if you are told no, like it's okay and you you can keep going. So I'm just wondering what what that looked like for you. Yeah. So I think that the whole no thing is like having a good support system. Like I'm still going to the life coach because I feel like it's just helped me get through this whole business thing. And my husband is super supportive. And I also sort of had it in the back of my mind that I like to work. Like I like to bring in money. I like to be valued in that way. And so if this doesn't work, then I'm going to have to go get a job again. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So I'm just going to keep pushing forward with this because I will make it happen. I love it. I will make it happen. I will do it. And you did. Absolutely. So August, I think August is just naturally a hard month because it's back to school time. So people are like, their minds aren't really on business yet their minds are on, oh my gosh, I got to buy backpacks. I got to buy school supplies. How are we going to figure out this new school routine? So I think August is just a really, really naturally hard month. And then come September, people, kids are in school, especially if you're working with a lot of mom owned businesses, kids are back in school and they're like, all right, it's go time. I'm diving in. I need to hire. Who can I hire? Yeah, I definitely found that. So when did you decide, okay, I'm done with positioning myself as a VA. I am an OBM. I am a specialized operations person. I'm, I'm going to start going after these clients. So it was interesting. It, it found me more than I found it sort of. So I, I had always sort of talked about that on discovery calls. Like these are the skills I have. And I got on this discovery call with this woman who was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that there were people that would manage your team and do all this stuff. Like she, the post that she put out was for like a virtual assistant, but I basically, when I applied, I was like, Hey, like, this is what I do. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I started after talking to her I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put it out there. Like these are the things, the things she actually needs are more strategy and more management. I'm going to put it out there at my higher rate, like whatever I would, what I would charge as like a higher client and see what happens. And she was like, yep, I'm in. Like she was totally in. And after that, it kind of just gave me the confidence of like, now I have one. Now there's no limit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it just takes that one to be like, yes. And then, then you're good. Then you're golden. Then you're golden. Ah, I love it. So now how many clients do you have? So when, when did you land that client that was like, yes, this is what I need? That was in September. September. Okay. So fast forward from September to February. What does your business look like now? So now I have... I think I have seven clients if I'm counting correctly. And it's not, I don't, they're not all, they're not seven OBM clients. So don't get that. <laughs> That's not a real thing. But 
like three or four of them are true, more OBM or project team management kind of clients. And then a couple of them are like the, the email organization one is like, I still do her email, but then we're also working on the course project. So I don't consider her like a true OBM client, but I'm still doing some of those things for her because I know it helps her get other things done. So yeah, and I'm at this point, like January was the first month that I ran the numbers at the end of the month. And I was like, oh my God, I am making as much as I made when I did full-time PT in this business. And it was just an amazing milestone moment because it's, it's like you have those mountains that you're climbing and then you're like, oh my God, I'm actually at the top. <laughs> That's amazing, Christina. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That, and that was really six months from when you were like, okay, daughter's born. I'm diving back in six months to be at your full-time income. Right. And it's like, put on top of that, I have another child and I don't have to pay for childcare for that child. Like that's the great part is, is when I was, when we were thinking about, you know, having a second kid and the cost of childcare was going to almost take out my whole salary. And I'm like, what is the point of that? So it's awesome to be in this position of like, I'm working 20 hours a week. I get to hang with my little baby and I'm doing, and I'm getting really a lot of fulfillment from what I'm doing from work. So 20 hours a week, full-time income, no daycare for baby number two, and you're fulfilled and you're doing what you want and what you like. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, that, that is so amazing. I just love hearing that. So I'm curious, you've got two kiddos. Does your oldest go to daycare or preschool? We have always done a nanny share with her. And when I was pregnant with the second one, I was like, she loves her nanny share. Like she's got her little best friend. And we were like, you know what? Let's keep doing that for consistency for her. Like she's a very, she's a child who likes consistency. So she like her mom. (laughs) She might be. (laughs) Yeah. So we have been doing that the whole time, which has been great too, because the things that I'm doing, sometimes I do need a hundred percent of my brain. So like I need it during like a long nap time and she doesn't nap anymore. So there wouldn't be an opportunity for that. Um, and she's happy. I'm happy. Like, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you fit work in with a little baby at home? So yeah, a lot of it is like, in the morning, if I'm like giving her breakfast or something, I'm checking my email, seeing what's going on, seeing what came in overnight and doing like little things like that. And if it's not something that needs to take a hundred percent of my brain, like that email organization thing, I like check her email a couple times a day. I'll do that then. And then for things that I know that need a hundred percent of my attention, I'm doing it during nap time. Or if I have extra help from like a grandparent or sometimes my nanny will come over and like sub in sometimes. But yeah, just using the people around you because the grandparents love to be here and they are also, it's so funny because they're also like proud that they can help me in my business sort of thing. Like they're happy to do that. So that has been great. And then I, I try to not work at night or on the weekends, but if I have to, like I have to. I'm just more of a person, like if I work before I go to bed, I can't go to sleep. So, so I try not to do that, but there has definitely been times where I do it. There's seasons when things are busier and when things just, just come up, but 
it's a good trade-off for what you got, I think. I mean, absolutely. If I'm like on my laptop in my bed with my husband reading next to me, that is so much better than like (laughs) commuting and doing all this crazy stuff and getting up at, like I was literally, when I was in my full-time job, I was getting on the train to go to my job at 5.30 in the morning. That's insane. (laughs) Gosh. So I'm curious, you, you signed up for the course. What did you feel like was the, the like best value that you got out of investing in a program to help you start your business? I think it was definitely in the beginning, it's just the structure of the course. So just like we do for our clients, we're trying to save them time. Like your, the structure of your course saves time because mm-hmm. you can definitely research all of this stuff and try to figure out what you need to start a business, but it just lays it out perfectly for you so that you just follow the steps and then all of a sudden you have a business. Like it's great. <laughs> business then, in a box, which sounds yeah, like sketchy, but <laughs> it, um, it is. And the community is just amazing. Like I know that everybody talks about the community, but it is like you become friends with these women that, that you have never met before and like have a 10 minute conversation about what you guys are both doing. And then they're tagging you and all this stuff and they're like rooting for you and you're rooting for them. So it's great because being in a, like an entrepreneur can be lonely, especially if you don't have a team. So it's nice to just have people being like looking out for you and celebrating your wins with you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it sounds like you are freelance for the win type of girl. Absolutely. Freelance for life, (laughs) entrepreneur for life. What my last question for you is what is your favorite part? Like, why is it so great for you? So I think that the best part is that I can choose what really matters to me. So when my first daughter was born, she was born with hearing loss. And so we may have made it a priority in our lives to make sure she doesn't have any developmental or speech delays. Mm-hmm. And she's been in speech therapy since she was four months old. She's been wearing hearing aids since she was four months old. So we are running back and forth to audiology a ton. And when I was working, when I was doing this full time, it was like, I needed to schedule her stuff around my work schedule. And now it's flipped. Like I schedule all of her stuff and then I schedule my work schedule around her, which is, I just feel like how it should be. I mean, your kids are like your life. Like you're not going to remember the no that some client gave you. You're going to remember what you did with your kids on like the weekend. So I just feel like the priorities have been shifted and it's been amazing. Mm, I I love that too. And just because our kids are such a a big priority, it doesn't mean they have to be our only priority. And that's one thing that I really love about just me personally working from home. I can make my kids my absolute number one priority, but I still can have work and I still can have that. And that's crazy to me because I was someone who, when I was teaching, I thought I I hated working. I thought like working was the devil. It was the root cause of all my problems, but it wasn't. It was just that I am such a rebel person. And like me personally, one of my core values I've learned is freedom. And like, if I don't feel like I have control over how I'm spending my time or what's happening around me, I I start to spiral. And that's why I was so mad and miserable as a full-time teacher, because I had to be somewhere from this time to this time. And if I needed to schedule like 
a prenatal appointment or a child was sick and I had to jump through all of these hoops to be there, that does not work for me. And so like now if a kid is sick, it's, oh, things are canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Things are changed. Or I'm doing a coaching call with a baby on my lap, or I'm doing a podcast interview with like Thomas. He fell asleep. Our babysitter got here. She was running a little bit late, but he, he got to fall, fall asleep in my arms. And like, I love that. I love that I'm working and holding a sleeping child. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I always say like, I think working makes me a better mother. I also am raising two girls. Like I want to raise them to know that they can do whatever they want. And I want them to grow up seeing me own a business. And the fact that I have truly created what works for our family. So I'm going to start crying. It's the pregnancy hormones, but like, that's like, I'm just, I'm so excited to continue to watch your business flourish, but I'm so excited to see what the world looks like when our kids are moms and what their options are and what they choose and how they have been able to watch our example and watch us build our business and what that enables them to do. So great. This was awesome, Christina. Thank you so much for coming on. I am just so happy to see everything you've done and really can't wait to see where you're at a year from now. Yay. Thank you so much for everything. Now, just because the episode is over doesn't mean the knowledge party has to stop. Come hang out with me and thousands of other mamas in my free Facebook group. Just search Facebook for the Live Free Podcast Mastermind with Michaela Quinn or go to the show notes. We have it linked there. And make sure you answer the questions so our gatekeeper knows that you want in. And don't forget, sharing is caring. If you are loving this podcast, please take a moment to share it with your friends. But make sure you tag me at Michaela.Quinn on Instagram and at Michaela Quinn on Facebook. See you next week.